everyone. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Jillian. And we are the hosts of the OK Drama Podcast. We're two friends recap and break down K-dramas one episode at a time. Yay! Goblin. Goblin. Goblin episodes five and six. Mm-hmm. How are we feeling? It's good. It's not a favorite so far, but it's good. Yeah. Very funny moments. Cool. Yeah, I think, um, I, I feel like it is one of those, I don't want to call it a slow burn, but I feel like it is just kind of a consistently good drama. Like, there aren't mm-hmm. the high highs and low lows of, like, a bong soon or a mm-hmm. coffee print. It's just, like, the characters are cool for the most part, and you just like being with them. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. I fear the world overhyped it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, I just, I like the two dudes, the Goblin and Reaper. Yeah. Um, but other than, like, some of their, like, back and forth banter and, like, funny, goofy moments and faces, like, mm-hmm. it's not really drawing me in. And there were, like, some cool, like, ghost things that have happened. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's definitely not like Hotel de Luna, where it's um, an interesting ghost story every episode or something. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I I feel like moving forward, it starts to pick up the pace. I don't... It's an, it's kind of like a Descendants of the Sun thing, where I don't remember what happens when. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I feel like it'll start to pick up. Like, now that we've established, like every sort of relationship i guess between all the characters like we're good Mm -hmm. so yes but we will get into episodes five and six in a little bit but first let's do some ear quotes housekeeping (laughs) um if you want to get in touch with us you can follow us on twitter at okdramapod or instagram at okdramapodcast and, you know, just, like, talk to us on the internet, do fun Instagrammy and Twitter things, um, vote in our polls, etc. You can also send us an email um, at okdramapodcast at gmail.com, and you can go to our website, okdrama.com, and there you will find links to all the episodes and links to uh, other ways you can support the show. Like I'm making purchases from Tibuk Box and Fashion Chingu, which have some really cool pieces for fall. I just went like all of the sweatshirts, all of the don't sweaters. They have, don't they have a goblin section? I think they do. I have not explored the goblin yeah. section. Yeah, I don't think I have either because I hadn't watched the drama, so I was like, I don't care about that. <laughs> but now, like later on, I'll go and see what they have. But I know they have like Bong Soon on there, and they have Hotel de Luna. Yeah. An ET1 class. Yeah. They have, uh, I still think about that leopard print sweater from ET1 class. It's a cute sweater. And the uh, Bong Soon sweater. Yes, the Bong Soon sweatshirt. Oh, so good. Um, so, yeah, if you want to uh, get some cute Korean inspired clothes and support the show, just click the links either in the show notes or on our website and we get a small little commission. Um, what else? Oh, you can become a patron. Uh, our Patreon is alive and well, uh, so with becoming a patron, you get access to bonus content, um, and as you move up the tiers, you get stickers and patches and like fun little hangouts with me and Jill, so take advantage of that. If you don't want to be a patron, you can still buy our fun little stickers and pins and patches at our Etsy, which is... Uh, Etsy.com slash shop slash okdrama, or again, it's all over our website and in the show notes. So just click a link. Yes, all the links are everywhere. <laughs> just like Jill said, click the link. Um, but moving forward, Goblin, episodes five and six. Are we ready Let's to get into it? Do it. Yes. Okay. So Kim Shin and Untak are in Quebec. There is that romantic poem voiceover, like where we left off episode four. 
Uh, and Untak is just like all smiles, running up to Kimshin. And Kimshin, I guess, is like kind of falling in love with Untak at this point. And mm-hmm. he's just like very seriously staring at her, which is kind of off putting. <laughs> Um, it's certainly off-putting to Untak. It's very confusing, because he looks like... Or she perceives him to be mad at her. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of awkward, because he doesn't really explain himself. And, like, all Korean dramas, like, these men are not opening up and explaining their feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, so, basically, they get back to Korea. It's awkward. Untak is just like, I'm just gonna walk home. Thanks. And, yeah, so she ends up walking home, uh, and Kim Shein finally gets home, and as he thinks of Untak, a sharp pain from his sword area, like, brings him to the floor. Like, he, it's almost like he had a heart attack or something. Like, mm-hmm. it's intense. And then we hear a voiceover reminding us that only the goblin's bride can pull out the sword and return him to nothingness. I. I'm kind of, like, over Kim Shin's hot and cold attitude towards Untak. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know we're only five episodes or six episodes in, but I'm like, dude, can you just not be so bipolar with her, please? Like, just be medium. You don't have to be, like, super nice or, like, super cool. Just yeah, be medium temperature with her. Please. Somewhere in between. Yes. Just be normal. <laughs> um, Untak walks home and she runs into one of her ghost friends. The young woman ghost asks Untak to restock the fridge in her little apartment because she doesn't want her mom to be sad when she goes to see her place, which is kind of funny to me. I feel like the last thing I would be thinking about is what my loved one had in their fucking fridge, but okay. Yeah. Um, well, I wonder how she died. Yeah, I don't know. Because, like, maybe if she died from, like, malnutrition or overwork or something, and, like, Mm -hmm. her mom went and saw, like, oh, God, like, she had nothing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I guess that would be sad. But, yeah, I agree. Like, I would just be a wreck if my kid died. Yeah, if she died of, like, malnutrition or, like, not taking care of herself like her mom's gonna know either way true she should take care of herself yeah <laughs> so i don't know what what the reasoning behind it is necessarily but mm-hmm. she thinks it'll really make her mom feel better so yes. she's begging untuk to help untuk's like i don't have money and she's like oh wait i have an idea and she grabs a bunch of snacks from the mini bar of her hotel room and she, like, fills it up with a lot of good food that part of me is, like, all that's just going to go to waste now. <laughs> I know. Like, it's just going to be thrown out. <laughs> yeah, no one's going to eat that. Um, but as she's there, she goes and tidies up the ghost room. And then later on, we get a moment of the mom visiting. The ghost arrives. She's, like, watching her mom for a while. Then she shows up at the Reaper's Tea Room. He gives her tea and tells her she worked hard in this life and then encourages encourages her to go into the next life. Mm-hmm. Which is sweet. Yes. Um, but I like those little moments with, like, the ghosts and, like, the magic of it all. Versus yeah. just, like, a goblin that looks like a fucking human. <laughs> and a girl. Like, they just look like two normal people who yes. are unsure about their relationship. And it's not super exciting to me. I concur. I As we move forward, like, I feel like the least compelling part of the show is Untak and the goblin. And, like, mm-hmm. the relationships that form around them are much more compelling mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, but... I can already definitely see that. Yes. But, I mean, they're not bad. It's just, like, cool. Like, two attractive people are in an mm-hmm. awkward relationship. And she can't pull out a sword. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Sunny and Reaper run into each other on their bridge, and Sunny's a little ticked off because Reaper hasn't called her, um, and she's like, hey dude, what the heck, like, you have my phone number, what's the deal? But he somehow wins her over by just being his awkward self, which <laughs> I'm going to bring up now, and I, I don't know why I didn't think this 
prior, or maybe I did and I just forgot. But it's so weird to me how awkward he is in front of Sunny and how normal he is mm-hmm. in front of like uh Dokwa or Untak or Kimshin. Like he's witty and like he still has this very dry personality, mm-hmm. but he's not like a fucking child who doesn't want to yeah. talk in front of strangers or something. Like it's weird. But Yeah, I think it's cause they know he's a reaper. Maybe, yeah. And she doesn't, and he doesn't know how to say, I don't have a phone because I'm a fucking reaper. I don't remember what my name is because I'm a reaper. <laughs> like, I think yeah. he gets put in these weird situations of he's never had to answer those questions or think about those yeah, things. And suddenly, that makes sense. like, I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of as to why yeah, he's he just weird. panics. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then says something very strange or doesn't say anything he just walks away (laughs) um yeah so Sunny finds all of this endearing though lucky for him so (laughs) she suggests that they go get coffee and then they have just more adorable awkward moments together they talk about like him not having a cell phone and stuff like that so then Sunny asks what his name is and we suddenly cut to the Reaper and Goblin at home. So both dudes seem a little depressed. Uh, Reaper is bummed because Sunny asked for his name, and he doesn't have one, slash can't remember what his name is. And Kimshin realizes that as he spends more time with Untak, he becomes happier and wants to live longer, and he decides he must end his life soon for her sake. So, like... I guess, you know, he doesn't want to form this strong bond mm-hmm. with Untak and disappoint her when he... Also, maybe again, tell her. Uh, yeah, you know What's what? actually going to fucking happen. I don't know. <laughs> Just a thought here. Okay, because here's the thing. Like, I feel like if he had just told her from the beginning when she didn't really give a shit about him, it mm-hmm. would have been fine. Like, mm-hmm. if he was... Maybe, maybe he doesn't have to tell her, like, I'm going into nothingness. Yeah. Maybe he can just say, like... Just say, I'll be free. I've yeah. been alive for, like, a fucking thousand years, and once my bride comes along, I'm free, and I can move on from yeah. this world. Yeah, I can move on. And so, if he just gave her, like, the $5,000 and was like... Yeah, she would have happily fucking done it. <laughs> yes. Um, but I guess, as we'll see, the magic doesn't exactly work that way. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, there has to be, yeah. like, more pain, but... Yeah, the yeah. other I'm like, weird thing... <laughs> the other weird thing is she's the goblin's quote-unquote bride. Mm-hmm. But, like, they're not actually supposed to get married, it seems. At least according to the way it's working in this moment. Mm-hmm. Her job is to pull out the sword not, like, fall in love with this person and have kids with this person, like she's suggesting. hmm So there's, like, two completely different storylines happening here of what people perceive is supposed to happen. Right. What he knows is supposed to happen and what she thinks is supposed to happen. They're not at all on the same page. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I think we're kind of realizing, too, like, I don't think Kim Shin actually knows all of the rules associated mm-hmm. with pulling out the sword, like, because he, all he has is what God told him, which was very cryptic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's all kind of up in the air at this point, like, and Kim Shin is depressed because he's like, fuck, like, just as I'm starting to enjoy myself again, I have to go and... What is life? Um, I think this was the scene where, like, uh, Reaper was, like, cooling their beers and Goblin was warming up the egg. I like seeing their magic or whatever, their powers, used in very mundane (laughs) day-to-day ways. Mm -hmm. I enjoy that. It's, like, the same sort of, like, happiness it gives me, like, when I see Reaper doing paperwork. (laughs) for his job. It's just so funny to me. Um, Alright, so Dequa gets after Untak at the hotel for charging all of the snacks to the room. She asks him to pay the bill because she's like, I ain't got no money. He's mm-hmm. like, I don't have any money either. 
problems. <laughs> yes. Uh, Kim Shin <laughs> visits Untak, and she immediately starts talking about the hotel snacks and Dokwa, but he's super serious, and he tells her that she won't need to summon him or make wishes anymore because, hey, he'll be by her, her side constantly. And he's like, let's go home. And she's like, who's home? And then he's like, my home. And then it starts to rain, and she's like... Are you depressed? Do you not like me? Am I making you cry right now? <laughs> yeah, she's like, you hate me um, that much. <laughs> but she, in the end, agrees to go with him because she doesn't really have any other options. And it's like, hey, free house. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Untak asks what the goblin's name is, and he lists a few of the names he has used before. But he ends up revealing that his real name is Kim Shin. Untak and Kim Shin get home as Reaper is taking out the trash, and the Reaper is initially surprised to learn that she's moving in, but then smiles and tells Untak he's rooting for her and wishes her well on her work. So shady. Shady mm-hmm. Reaper. And uh, to her, it's just like, oh, he's being so nice and he wants us to be together and be happy. Uh-huh. But again, she doesn't know the other side of this fucking story here, so it fucking sucks for her. Yeah. No one's telling her anything. For real. Um, it, she doesn't realize how big of a dick Reaper is being. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so there is a funny moment when Kim Shin and Reaper reveal that they don't actually know the passcode to their own damn house, since they just use magic and teleport inside. Must be uh, nice. I know. I never forget to lock a door. <laughs> no, I wish I could teleport so bad, like. If I had a superpower, that's what I would want because mm-hmm. I hate driving. I hate same. I hate transportation. Same. <laughs> I just want to be places. So <laughs> so jealous. Um but yeah, eventually they just teleport inside, open the door for her, and Dokwa is there. He tells everyone the passcode, but he's like, What the hell? Like, she's moving in? He's he's always kind of the last to know everything. Um, yes. But I enjoy him. So, uh, Kim Shin and Reaper show Untak where her new room will be, which is just currently used for storage. It looks like just all of the old paintings in that house mm-hmm. are in this room. Uh, they start to argue about how to decorate the room, which I love how opinionated they are about everything. Like, Reaper's very clean Scandinavian aesthetic. And... Yeah, it's funny that, like, he even cares. Like, Exactly. He gives a shit what her room is going to look like. Why? Uh-huh. They just, they have opinions. They have a lot of taste. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> Expensive mm-hmm. taste. Um, but Untak settles it, saying that she'll just take a combination of both, because Untak doesn't really care. She's just happy. She has a room. And, like, mm-hmm. in a very nice house. With people that she is starting to care about. So, and that don't throw bowls of rice at her. Uh, <laughs> Untak sleeps in Kim Shin's room, since her room isn't ready yet. And Kim Shin sleeps on the couch in Reaper's room. Uh, Boys night. Yes, which I thought it was funny when she, he's like, she can sleep in my bed. And Reaper is immediately like, no. Like, he gets <laughs> all upset and is like, uh-huh. that's not happening. Um, of course, while Untak is in Kim Shin's room, she finds herself snooping, and she finds her poetry book that she'd given him, and his journal with the laminated leaf inside. She tries to read the dirt journal, but she gives up since she can't read the characters. And then we flash back to when Kim Shin first wrote in the journal, and he explains there is a war everywhere and how he has to bury the grandson of the grandson of the grandson he left it, he left Goryeo with mm-hmm. and later on in the entry he begs God to grant him death and we see him trying to pull out the sword himself of course unsuccessfully mm-hmm. I wonder how um, many times he's tried that like yeah again it's like can you see the sword in you all the time <laughs> Because that would drive me fucking crazy. And like, how do you put on clothes? How do you? I don't know. I'm thinking too deep. I need to not think about that. I've thought about that. It just bothers me. I've thought about that like ever since I saw the drama. Um, And I'm assuming it's just kind of like 
a little ghost thing. It, like, shows itself when he thinks about it, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe it's kind of, like, translucent-y, mm-hmm, and, like, mm-hmm. it can catch the light. I don't, yeah, it's, it don't make no Strange. sense. Strange. Yeah. We just, we just, just need I to need see to... Gong Yu without the sword for the most part, so he's <laughs> nice to look at. <laughs> yeah, I just need to not think about it, because then I think about it too much, and it becomes a problem. Yes. Um... So Kim Shin asks Reaper if he's ever seen God, but the Reaper's like, no, I'm not important enough to see him. And Kim Shin says he's seen him once, and the Reaper's like, what'd he look like? And Kim Shin's like, well, he was a butterfly. (laughs) (laughs) But he wishes he knew what his face looked like so he could properly resent him. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember if it was Kim Shin or the Reaper. I feel like it was Reaper that was like, this is why, like, you can't fuck around with like small things like a butterfly you know like mm-hmm. swatting it out of the way because you never know when it's yeah. god just like chilling next to you and <laughs> flicking this butterfly or something <laughs> so true yeah i love their little boy sleepover time yeah and- i like when they're when they're both having like an interesting conversation about their issues like mm-hmm. their girl problems or their life problems or just whatever and they're like pretty serious but they have these funny one-liners back and forth. Yeah. I also thought it was funny how Kim Shin goes into Reaper's room, and he's like, don't mind me, I'll sleep in the bed so you won't worry about me, and you can sleep <laughs> on the couch. Uh-huh. <laughs> so good. So, the next morning, Untak wakes up and is super excited when she remembers she's at Kim Shin's house. I kind of love that feeling where, like, you've mm-hmm. had a really hard day of traveling somewhere and it's like the first day of your vacation or something and you're like oh my god i'm in a new place like yeah i woke so up excited. here oh yeah <laughs> yeah i got here yesterday <laughs> so good um i once had like a very disorienting experience where i um i was at my like stepmom's parents house so i get guess like my step grandparents house mm-hmm. And, like, I had arrived there before my dad and my stepmom, because we were, like, flying in. And I, like, fell asleep, because I think their flight was delayed or some bullshit. It doesn't matter. But I fell asleep, and my dad came to, like, wake me up, and, like, we're here. But I, like, Mm -hmm. freaked the fuck out, because I was like, who are you? Where am I? (laughs) Like, I I was so disoriented, uh, because I've, like, never been in that house before, and I, like... Mm -hmm. I think I had, like, a mini night terror or something. Like, mm-hmm. it was very upsetting. I still think about that sometimes. I don't know if that's, that's, that's ever happened to, to people. Up. Yeah. I'm sure it has. Let us I've know. I've woken up being confused, like, wait, where the fuck am I? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, okay. But not, like, a terrifying, like, dream or something that really fucked me up. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, like, I didn't recognize my dad at first. It was, like... <laughs> What the fuck is... What universe am I in? Okay. Um, so, yeah. Untak is, like, super pumped. She's, like, I'm gonna eat breakfast. I wonder if these dudes cook. Like, she's thinking to herself, like, am I gonna have to cook for them? Because uh, stereotypically, like, men don't really mm-hmm. cook, I guess. And Untak gets downstairs, and she sees Goblin and Reaper making these, like, very... I don't want to say elaborate, but, like... Very intense-looking breakfasts. Mm-hmm. It's not just, like, some freaking toast or a granola bar. Like, I think Kim Shin is making a steak, and... Yeah, it was some sort of big hunk of meat. Yeah, he likes meat. And Reaper is a vegetarian, so he has his little salad. And Untak is like, that looks real good. And both men are, like, softening up to her, so they give her some of their food. And she's like, that was awesome. I'm going to school. Here is a list of rules for the house. (laughs) Uh, Which I love her, like, spunky side like that, just to be Mm -hmm. like, we need to set some boundaries. Uh, So one of the rules states that they should call her instead of just popping up out of nowhere, which, again, must be, like, very unnerving. And the men realize that they should probably get cell phones if they're going to call her. I think Reaper even says something like, is she making fun of us for not having phones? <laughs> um, so yeah. 
So then we cut to Daquois showing the two dudes how to use a cell phone. To the rescue. Mm-hmm. Kimshin acts all cool, but both of them are actually clueless. And then we get a funny scene of them trying to FaceTime, and <laughs> Reaper has the phone up to his ear. And it's funny, but um, uh, my boss was trying to, like, FaceTime with her dad, and he was doing that. Oh. <laughs> it's really sweet, but she was like, pull it away. Like, we can look at each other. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So... Oh. That's precious. Yeah. I know this. Okay. <laughs> um, Untak tries to Google Kimshin as one does, mm-hmm. um, but only finds that he was a general and can't find anything else out. And part of me is like, well, yeah, it's like a fucking thousand years ago. So mm-hmm. what records do they really have? I don't know. Um, but I don't think she knows technically how long he's been. Yeah, on this I don't here think Earth. so either. I don't think she knows how old he is at this point. Yeah. Uh, Kim Shin calls Untak and they go shopping for things that she'll need at the house. Meanwhile, Reaper is doing paperwork, your favorite, mm-hmm. and he's signing documents. And he thinks back to when Sunny asked for his name. Then we see that he just got up and left. <laughs> um, Sunny is very confused. She chases him outside and he says he's sensitive about his name and then awkwardly asks for a receipt for their coffee, stating that like his work is really obsessed with getting those types of receipts to, like, write things off, and he mm-hmm. really needs it, yada yada, blah blah blah, she gets pissed. She's like, what um, the hell? <laughs> <laughs> the Reaper puts Sunny's phone number in his phone as Sunny? Mm-hmm. Is that how you would say it? Sunny? I, I think so. Not Sunny. But he doesn't call her. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kim Shin shows Untak her beautiful new room. It's She's very happy. It's cute. It's bright. There's mm-hmm. a fucking Kandinsky up on the wall. Um, later on, the Reaper asks Untak for names women like since he doesn't have a name and he needs to come up with one. She's surprised but gives him three names. Okay. Hun- oh, it's not Hyundai. I think it autocorrected to Hyundai. <laughs> it's <No>. just Hyunbin. <laughs> what is it supposed to be? Hyunbin. Hyun- Hyunbin? Yeah. <laughs> Hyunbin or Hyundai Bin, <laughs> Wanbin or Kim Woo Bin. Uh-huh. Um, so these are apparently all super handsome actors. Mm-hmm. I don't know them, but Caitlin says they're all super handsome actors. Mm-hmm. Um, the Reaper decides he needs a Bin name and is jealous to learn that the Goblin has such a cool name. <laughs> um, just take his name. Yeah. Untak starts to study super hard for a college entrance exam. And Kimshin and Reaper bring her snacks with little notes asking if she can pull out the sword. And it was, like, not... Oh, that was Egon. <laughs> busting in on this desk like fucking Kramer from Seinfeld. <laughs> um, that was a ton of snacks that they were giving her and uh-huh. a ton of notes saying, like, basically the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. hey, if you have time, the sword, please? Yeah. I love that they we got a little subway in there as well and reaper's two subways right i believe so so far yeah and reaper just gave her broccoli (laughs) did you (laughs) notice that um but yeah like they're very determined to get the sword out at this point Mm -hmm. so kimshin finally confronts untak by asking her what her dream is since she's studying studying so hard and ignoring him she replies that she wants to be a radio producer, but he gets annoyed saying that's not really what he meant. He's basically just wants the sword to get out, or her mm-hmm. to take out the sword. Untak admits that she's been putting off the sword deal since she doesn't want to use her usefulness and be kicked out of the house. Which, I don't blame her because... Fair point. I honestly don't know if I would have thought that far ahead. <laughs> um... But yeah, like, she has it really good right now, and why would she want to mess things up? Mm-hmm. So. Um, so, they start to fight more, and Untak tells Kimshin that he should have just given her the $5,000, or the 5 million won, and been done with it, like what we were saying mm-hmm. from the beginning. Uh, they have a conversation about how Untak got to that number, the $5,000 number, and she explains, like, how she calculated cost of 
I guess, staying at like a sauna and student loans and cost of tuition, etc. And then the Reaper comes in and tells Kim Shin to just give her the money because <laughs> he feels sorry for her. And then he also sadly compliments him for having such a cool name. He's like, is your name Kim Shin? He's like, that's a cool name. And he's just like <laughs> sipping on his little yogurt drink. So ridiculous. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> um, back at the chicken shop. Untak asks Sunny for advice on getting married, and Sunny asks if the guy's good to her and if they like each other, and Untak's like, no. And Sunny's like, okay, then why are you even thinking about this? Like, does it make any sense? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, as she walks home, home, Untak grumbles about love and how she doesn't need it from Kimshin. Mm-hmm. Back at the house, Kimshin gets jealous as Untak and the Reaper are folding towels together. Untak and the Reaper talk about her scarf, the red scarf that we saw when she was nine and then 19, yada, yada. Um, and Kimshin tries to get their attention with artwork. <laughs> okay. Um, I feel like this is a little be so fucking thing. cool. Yeah, like, yeah, look at look, this look thing. Look what I have. <laughs> look what I have. Look what I got. Um, the Reaper starts to feel even more sorry for Untak when he hears more of her story um, Untak and the Reaper continue to have a good conversation about her dream of becoming a radio producer, names, and making fun of Kimshin. Kimshin and Untak finally explode. They start yelling at each other about what's happening, blah, blah, blah. And Untak points out that he still hasn't delivered on her wish to have a boyfriend. And he's like, your boyfriend's right here. He's here. It's me in front of you. And then they uh, both, like, get freaked out uh-huh. and uncomfortable. And they just, like, awkwardly leave. And the Reaper's just like on the sofa staring at them. I'm <laughs> just like, okay, the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, what? yeah, what's happening? What's going on here? Uh-huh. What am I sitting through right now? <laughs> uh, yeah. Again, I like Kim Shin when he's just kind of, I don't want to say wacky, but when he's not trying to be cool. Mm-hmm. That's good, Kim Shin. Also, like I said, I love... Untak and Reaper's budding friendship with each other. Um, so, later on, we see Reaper sitting alone, wallowing, that he can't even call Sunny, since he doesn't have a name. <laughs> Kimshin and Dokwa eventually join him, and they tease him about Sunny's kiss mark on her note with her phone number, and Kimshin calls Sunny while Reaper is distracted. I think Dokwa is making fun of him, like, oh, don't tell me you kissed it. Like, he practiced kissing the note. Uh, Reaper hits Kimshin's hand, which sends the phone flying across the room. But Reaper freezes time to catch the phone and practice answering the call before he actually has to talk to her. Kimshin unfreezes time for himself to smugly offer advice, and then they unfreeze time for everyone. (laughs) I love it how he's like, number three, number three was good. (laughs) <laughs> when he's going through all of the uh-huh. the different uh, variations. The different hellos. Mm-hmm. So Reaper and Sunny end up talking on the phone, and they schedule a date. Yay! Wow. I know. Sunny is, like, very into Reaper. Mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. She really likes him. I think his weirdness is very intriguing to her. Yes. Also, she says he's the most handsome man she's ever met. Again, true. Yes. He's very attractive. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Kimshin and Untak have their first awkward inter- interaction after his <clears throat> confession slash declaration saying, I'm your boyfriend. <laughs> <clears throat> they decide to go get food, and Kimshin takes her to the same fancy <laughs> restaurant that they went to in Quebec. As they walk into the restaurant, time seems to slow down, and Kimshin suddenly sees into the future. We see a 29-year-old Untak waiting for someone, and he realizes at that moment he has probably died, and he's just happy to see Untak doing well, like, at that moment in the future. Mm -hmm. Uh, He reiterates that he must end his life, and we see, like, iconic scenes of them two together, and then, like, he suddenly fades away, like... That's just how it would be if he wasn't there anymore. 
And then we cut back to a steakhouse with 19-year-old Untak sitting with Kim Shin. And then it kind of, like, flips back and forth to, like, 29-year-old Untak. And he's just like, who are you meeting? Because, I don't know, she's, like, talking on the phone and stuff. And I feel like he was able to see into the future because the waiter is the same. Yeah. Um, Because he can, like, see into people's futures and stuff. But apparently he couldn't see into Untak's until... I guess they had a connection with the waiter. But mm-hmm. I was like, dang, the waiter still looks great 10 years <laughs> later, and he's still working there. So He must have a good gig at that restaurant. Yeah, for real. The tips must be wonderful. <clears throat> I also like um, Untuk style, 29-year-old style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like her good short look. hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so just going right into episode six now, mm-hmm. it starts where five ended, so we hear Un talk on the phone to talk to a friend about a vacation in Quebec. And Kim Shin is just basically saying the same thing as before. His life must end, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, tears start to fill his eyes, and Un talk is sad and confused. Then we cut to good stuff here. Mm-hmm. A double date with Sunny, her friend, Reaper, and Doqua. And the date is awkward, of course. The women don't believe that Doqua is actually a... Chai, how do you say that again? A chai bol? Chai bol. Chai bol. <laughs> chai bol. Uh-huh. Um, and Reaper gives his fake name, which is Kim Woobin. And at that point, Delcroix is like, Because, oh, yeah, that really? is another famous actor. <laughs> <laughs> um, he doesn't say his profession, though. And Sunny's friend Googles Doqua and realizes he is telling the truth. And they both get, like, really excited. And they start warming up to him and complimenting him. And the Reaper starts to get very jealous. Mm-hmm. And at one point, they're like, did it just get dark in here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> His anger just, like, darkened the place. <laughs> um, and so he he does, like, a little mind trick thing. He convinces Doqua and Sunny's friend to leave. Mm-hmm. And he wipes Sunny's memory of what he just did. And then once they're alone, the Reaper gives Sunny the ring back. And she's very happy, but then asks for Doqua's phone number. And the Reaper's like what the fuck <laughs> why and she's like well he's my landlord he's like, okay. to, like talk to him and bother him and i don't know mm-hmm. nobody goes to her fucking chicken shop so she probably <laughs> need, needs to woo him to let her keep the chicken shop mm-hmm. the reaper starts to fumble with his phone so sunny takes it to find the number um I forgot. I think he's looking for, yeah, he's looking for Doqua's phone number Mm -hmm. and he doesn't know how to do it and he's taking forever and she's like, I'll just help you. Mm -hmm. And he flips out because he doesn't want her to touch him Mm -hmm. and he like throws the phone at her. And at first, again, she's kind of like annoyed. Like, did you just fucking throw your phone at me when I'm trying Mm -hmm. to help you? But then she again just finds him funny and adorable and laughs that his contacts are Goblin and Goblin's wife. Yeah. And Sunny, not Sunhe. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> perfect uh-huh i have a lot of things like that in my phone too like where i'm i'm like so-and-so from this thing mm-hmm. like weird little like nicknames to help me remember who the fuck this person is because otherwise i won't remember yeah when i was in college i used to have a lot of those like emily from advertising or like yes <laughs> whatever but but um yeah i think i had like a bunch of people with the same name in my phone i don't remember what that name was but it was like it might have been alex it might have been like old navy alex like communications (laughs) alex and then like boyfriend boyfriend alex Alex. (laughs) so yeah perfect um y'all might hear egon um purring in the mic just think of it as relaxation (laughs) cat asmr yeah, I have to say cat purrs are, like, the best sound in the world. Mm-hmm. That's a sound that I could, like, constantly hear and I'd be happy with. I hope y'all feel the same. Um, sidebar. I might I might write about this for our newsletter, uh, which I will do soon. But did I tell you about the Calm app? Where it, uh, no, but I've used it before. Where it reads bedtime stories to you? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, like obsessed with it and i've been doing it every night for like the past month and it is crazy how fast those stories knock me out yeah 
Like, I have that same issue, like, immediately. I don't remember anything. Which is fine, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, it's doing what it's supposed to. So, if y'all are interested, definitely go for it, because... And there's, like, a lot of really interesting um, topics, and, like, big celebrities, like, fucking Matthew McConaughey. I haven't actually listened to his, but... I feel like I put his on one time, mm. which is just kind of funny, because he's just like, all right, all right. Like, this fucking hick-ass voice, but... <laughs> It's fine. We're in Texas. We're yeah. used to it. I've been listening to LeVar Burton um, mm-hmm. reading something about the planets, and it's like fucking 45 minutes long or something, and I have only gotten... I even scrubbed forward, uh, but I think I've only listened to like seven minutes of it, probably. Amazing. It's just so soothing. Anyway. <laughs> so. Moon Talk and Kimshin get home, and guess what? It's awkward again. Because <laughs> these two are just mm-hmm. awkward. <laughs> Kimshin begs her to take out the sword, but she's not ready yet. And she informs him that she's been doing research on him, but hasn't found out what he did to deserve like the sword punishment. Mm-hmm. And I guess she just keeps like making up these excuses for like why she doesn't want to pull out the sword like one she doesn't want to be kicked out and two i think she was like well maybe you deserve your punishment like <laughs> maybe you're not ready to have the sword taken out mhm untak casually asks if he's committed treason or something and he solemnly recounts his dishonorable death and how innocent people died as he tried to approach the king he admits that the sword is his punishment and wonders if 900 years is long enough He's like, come on, like, I've had this for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I've done my time. Untak starts to cry and apologizes for bringing up treason. She's like, I kind of just was joking. Like, I thought you just, like, slept with the king's wife or something. <laughs> <laughs> Kimshin asks again if he'll, if she'll make him pretty, air quotes, make him pretty. <laughs> But Untak's like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> and they're both, like, crying together. And he, it seems like she's, like, going to just do whatever he says. But she's like, mm-hmm. no. So Kimshin is super confused. And Untak says, um, Untak is crying, saying she feels so sorry for him. But she tells him he should put in some more effort if he really wants the sword removed. Because I think she says something like, well, what have you done? Like, you've just been living this way. Like, you've just been mm-hmm. living this pitiful life for 900 years. Maybe you should try to do something to, like, make sure the sword can come out. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of see her point of view. Because <laughs> it's like, you know. Uh, yeah. But also, like, nobody said yeah. you, need to, you need to do good deeds. They said you need to find your fucking bride. Yeah. And he's just been traveling the damn globe for 900 Mm -hmm. years trying to find her. Yep. Um, Later on, the Reaper and Kimshin have more sad boy time as they lament over how Reaper is having a hard time with Sunny and Untuk won't pull out the sword. (laughs) This is like such a weird problem. Like, (laughs) she won't pull out the sword. She won't kill me. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Back at the chicken shop, uh, Sunny admires her ring and Untuk's ghost friends show up. The old Ajuma ghost asks if she can get the winning lottery numbers from the goblin to split the winnings. Untak is like, oh my god, yeah, he probably would know. And so she starts kissing up to him, and eventually he gives her the winning numbers. She tells the Ajuma ghost, but Kimchin catches her, and she explains that the Ajuma lived a good life and plans to give the numbers to her son who is, like, I guess having hard times financially or whatever. She wants to help him. Um, Untak then runs away, saying she has to study, but instead she goes and tries to buy a lotto ticket, and the clerk is like, you're underage, I need ID. And so she tries to come in disguises, and he's still like, ID, please. Mm-hmm. And then they get into a fight, and she's like, you know, there are guardians in this world Mm -hmm. and like i'm a guardian for you and i'm gonna split this money with you and he completely ignores her still Mm -hmm. kimshin arrives and he gets after her for trying to buy a ticket 
And he also explains that no one won this week anyway, since the son never slept, so the ghost couldn't visit him. He promises to visit the son and make sure he's taken care of, mm-hmm. whatever that means. And she's like, does that mean he's going to win? Mm-hmm. Um, and she gets really happy. And then she shares the good news with the Ajima ghost, who is very grateful. They talk about the ghost who lived in the Goshiwan, and Ajima ghost reveals that she will also be moving on now that her family is taken care of. Mm-hmm. So Untak is starting to realize, like, when I help people they get to move on in life and Mm -hmm. go to their next life, whatever. Yeah, like, these ghosts are sticking around because Mm -hmm. they have some unfinished business, and I guess they're not going to Hotel de Luna. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because for a while I was wondering, like, why aren't these people getting met by Reaper? And I guess you can just, like, say, I don't want to drink the tea yet. I don't know. Yeah, I think they don't have to follow him, or, like, they can just hide from him, mm-hmm. because that's basically what Untak's mom did originally. Like, she went to Untak first, and then she went to the old fairy godmother lady, mm-hmm. and that's why Reaper showed up at her house, because he was actually yeah. looking for the mom. So if they're not, if they, I guess if they immediately bounce from, like, the scene of their death... He has to go find yeah. them. I would be scared to have to hide from the Reaper. Yeah. I don't know if he continues looking for people. I'm assuming he does, because he's got, like, the... Whatever he calls her, her no-name. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Her missing person. Yeah. Um... Ba, ba, ba. So... Untak talks to the Reaper at home, and sh- reveals she's going to pull out the sword. Reaper is alarmed and questions whether or not it's a good idea since she could be kicked out after she's no longer useful. Because, like, I think he's starting to, like, become chummy with Goblin, and he's like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe not yet. Who else am I gonna talk to about Sunny? <laughs> yeah. Um, you should talk to Utak. He'd probably be a lot more helpful. Um, so she replies that she is living on borrowed time anyway, and wants to repay all of the kindness she's received by pulling out the sword. Untak admits that she doesn't know what exactly will happen, but thinks it must be good since Reaper has been cheering her on. <laughs> Fucking big yikes. And he's, he's like, oh, uh-oh. <laughs> he's like, yeah, maybe, maybe think about it. Take some time. Uh, we then get a scene of the Reaper at work, and the woman in red, the fairy godmother lady, mm-hmm. is... She appears to be saving a kid at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I have no idea what her fucking story is. Yeah. Um, we it's then confusing. get a touching. Yeah, we get a touching moment where Reaper escorts a blind man to the tea shop. He opens the door to the afterlife, and it turns out his seeing eye dog Happy has been there waiting for, <laughs> for his for, uh, for the afterlife together. <laughs> so sweet. Tears. Um, Everything with animals, it just totally fucks me up every single time. Yeah. Uh, Reaper sees Sunny on the bridge as he's walking home, and he panics and puts the hat on to make himself invisible. He stands by Sunny and listens to her complain about him for not answering her calls. The Reaper looks sad, but then he freaks out because she calls him, and his phone starts to ring because his phone isn't invisibly silent, mm-hmm. even though he's invisible. Um, and Sunny is really confused because she's hearing, like, a phone going off near her. Mm -hmm. Uh, She then slips on ice, but is caught and hanging in midair. And then we see the Reaper on all fours holding her on his back. (laughs) And if I was Sunny, I'd be like, what? (laughs) Am I alive? (laughs) Yeah. Did I just die? Did I just die? Sunny runs away terrified, naturally. Mm-hmm. She asks Untak if she believes in ghosts, and Untak assures her they aren't real. Well, girl, just Liar. tell the truth. <laughs> Sunny tells Untak that she shouldn't come to work for the next few weeks so she can focus on her college exam. So sweet. Mm-hmm. Sunny, what a great boss. I was going to say, Sunny's like the best boss. So cool. Uh, Untak runs into a very pensive Kim Shin on her way home from work. I think he was kind of like, 
following her a bit, and he was mm-hmm. trying to do his, like, cool guy thing, like, reading a book. Uh, they of talked course. about... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he tries to look cool all the time. I mean, I guess... I don't know. Anyway. Um... They talk about her future and how Kim Shin saved her mom. Kim Shin admits that he mostly saved uh, Untak's mom because she begged him to save her child. Because I think he says, like, that he mostly saves kids. Like, he doesn't really care about adults as much. And Untak cries and says it's a miracle that he's the one who saved them. They get home, and Untak is happy to see a Christmas tree in the house, which is nice. Like, I do find, like, a Christmas tree just kind of brightens mm-hmm. your living space. It's Absolutely. Just happy. Uh, she admits that she was being selfish before and didn't want to pull out the sword because she thought Kim Shin would kick her out and go find a prettier woman to be with <laughs> once he becomes pretty. Again. Tell her the truth. Uh-huh. <laughs> and also, I'm like, I wonder what she thought he would look like, because, again, he's already very pretty. Yeah. Like, how, how much prettier can this boy get? Mm-hmm. Also, like, you don't... He could have done whatever with however many women, probably. Like, mm-hmm. he... I guess he says, like, he don't... He doesn't need a woman. He needs a goblin's bride, specifically. <laughs> Very true, yes. So, she moves to take out the sword, but Kim Shin ducks and runs away in panic. It's very much one of those things where, like, as soon as something becomes real, you're like, never mind. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, you're gonna go skydiving, and then when you're up there, you're like, "Uh, no, (laughs) put me down. (laughs) I'm not doing this. (laughs) Uh, Kim Shin goes to the Reaper's tea house. He tells Reaper about Untak finally agreeing to pull out the sword, Reaper asks if Untak knows what pulling out the sword actually means. And Kim Shin's like, uh, no, she doesn't. Mm-hmm. And he's worried because she seems to like him a lot. Reaper teases him, saying he doesn't buy it. And they laugh. Blah, blah, blah. Next day, Untak is confronted by the lone sharks. Like, what are y'all still doing, you motherfuckers? <laughs> Fucking get a life. Uh-huh. Um, they try to abduct her again. And then they get distracted because they hate each other now, thanks to that spell. Mm -hmm. And so they just get into a fight, and she's able to get away from them. The grandpa's secretary approaches Untak and offers her a ride home, and he calls the police on the loan sharks. And he's like, I used to be a loan shark. Yeah. And she's like, wow, he's so interesting. He's kind of a weird dude. Like, the way he Uh goes, nah. Yeah. (laughs) Um... Untuk becomes annoyed when Kim Shin starts to ignore her because here he is feeling very cold and just bleh. Uh-huh. Um, she talks to Reaper about his work and Kim Shin, and they're really starting to warm up to each other and have a pretty good relationship, which mm-hmm. I feel like is going to be problemsome later. Mm-hmm. Um, but we hear a voiceover saying that at 29, she will meet a Grim Reaper again, even if it isn't him. As that is the fate of a missing person, since there must be order in this life. And nine is, like, the closest to ten, which is a perfect number, blah, 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 something about God. And so every time when she hits a nine-year, a reaper of some sort is going to find her. Yeah, and try to take her away. Because she's technically not supposed to be in this world. Mm -hmm. Like, she was never supposed to have been born. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Fucked up that he just thinks it and yeah. doesn't tell her <laughs> i wonder if there's like a confidentiality <laughs> maybe agreement can't dish the secrets uh-huh untag finally corners kim shin and asks if he's mad at her he starts questioning her behavior and asks why she didn't just pull out the sword when he asked untag points out that she already agreed to pull out the sword and kim shin is now the one ducking her I'm so tired of this conversation about the fucking sword already. (laughs) I know, me too. (laughs) Goddamn. She says they should just get it over with today, but he puts it off until tomorrow. And then we get a montage seeing him keep, like, still putting it off. Like, tomorrow. Today is not a good day. Tomorrow. (laughs) Tomorrow. 
uh, Kipchin starts to say goodbye to everyone, and the grandpa is so sad, <laughs> and it's like heartbreaking to it watch. Is so he, sad. he just keeps saying like "master," uh-huh. just like "oh goddamn, this is so heartbreaking." Uh-huh. Kimshin tells him to burn the painting of the queen and take care of Untak after he's gone. He gives Dokwa a credit card, and Dokwa's like, fuck yeah. He's like, I and love then, you. <laughs> and then he gives the Reaper the deed to the house, and he asks him to erase Untak's memory so she doesn't blame herself. But then we cut to the Reaper who's trying to do a video call, and he doesn't have, like, headphones in, so he can't actually hear him. Yeah. And it's just comedy ensues again. This poor guy does not know how to use a fucking smartphone. Yeah. Um, I think because um, like Goblin is like being very serious and like yeah, like I whatever we were friends. The house is yours, blah blah blah. And he's like, I can't hear you because <laughs> he's like on a fucking busy street in Seoul. <laughs> too, it's like nonsense. It's it's ridiculous. Uh-huh. Um, Untak tries to translate the entry in Kimshin's journal, but he comes in with gifts for her. Very sweet. Mm -hmm. She's excited, and he explains that tonight is the night. We're going to pull out that sword. Mm -hmm. They go through a door. They end up in his buckwheat garden, and Untak notes this place seems special, and he agrees. Um, She presents him with a contract with a point that says he needs to listen to her summons on the first day of snow each year. He signs the contract, and it starts to snow, and it's, like, magical, and she's so happy. Mm-hmm. And she says they should hurry and make him pretty. And he gives, like, um, what you say is an infamous speech mm-hmm. about how every day with her was good, and whatever happens is not her fault. Yes, like, that uh, speech that he gives her, like, the days were good, like, just because it was good, and they were bad, and every day mm-hmm. was good just because it was with you or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, that is kind of parodied or brought up in a lot of things. Like, I see it on variety shows a lot where if someone brings up the weather or something, they're like, the weather was good. Like, they just immediately Mm -hmm. start going Mm -hmm. into that speech. So, yes, Hmm. very iconic. Uh, Untak starts to look concerned and asks if he might actually turn into a broom. (laughs) Because, yeah, like, all signs point to him not coming back kind of mm-hmm. like he's being very serious giving everyone gifts and you, you would think that she would have already kind of put two and two together with the ghost that she's helped right that like this is maybe what will happen to the goblin too after i've helped him mm-hmm. with the fucking giant sword <laughs> right <laughs> Uh, but he starts to laugh and says, no, nothing of the sort will happen. I'm just going to disappear. I won't be a broom. Uh, so he doesn't say that. He's just like, no, that's dumb. So she's like, okay, I'm ready. And she goes to pull out the sword, but it like vanishes. It's like Mm -hmm. ghost. Like she can't pull it. She can't actually hold on to it. So she keeps trying, but she's unable to grasp it. And Kimshin is, like, has readied himself, his eyes are closed, and then he's like, what the fuck is happening? And he Mm -hmm. looks down, and he's like, you're not the goblin's bride. What? Like, he's freaking out, and Untak is freaking out, because she's like, I'm the one who's flustered here, like, I don't know why I can't grab the sword. And he's like, give me the contract back, and they're just, like, a mess, because this is not going how he planned. And Untak is like, no, 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 wait, I know how we can get it to work. Because like you said, in all the fairy tales, like the princess turns the prince into like a handsome prince. Like she needs to give him Mm -hmm. a kiss. And then she goes in and kisses him. End of episode. Mm -hmm. It's not a great kiss. No. It's just nobody's, (laughs) nobody's mouths move. It's just, like, her lips are stuck to his, and he just looks, like, scared. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a very awkward kiss. Yeah, I kind of feel but like But that's it's... their first kiss. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to be a great one. Man, Gong Yu has had some very awkward first kisses with <laughs> our dramas <laughs> that we've mm-hmm, watched him in. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was really funny 
when she is like, I'm the one who's flustered here. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I figured the sword would not come out on episode six. Uh huh. I felt like that's probably not going to happen. Um, I just thought like something was going to happen that would prevent them from doing it. Mm-hmm. Like she'd fucking get abducted again or like something would happen and he'd have to leave. Like I thought it was going to be something like that. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. So I guess we'll see what makes her able to touch the sword later on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't remember yeah. what how that happened, so that'll be interesting for me. <laughs> Um, yeah, I feel like um, there's going to come a time where the Reapers higher ups are going to be like, hey, the missing person, where's your report? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And he's going to have like an issue of like, do I do the right thing for work like I always do? Or do I protect my new friend mm-hmm. that I like a lot? Yeah. And that also needs to pull out my friend's sword. <laughs> my other friend's sword. <laughs> Who I have a love-hate relationship with. Uh-huh. And I feel like, for my other prediction, that green ring came from the queen. Mm-hmm. It's obviously very important to Kimshin somehow, even though he doesn't know it and hasn't seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like somehow that ring needs to come into possession of Untak, and then... Somehow that's going to, like, fix everything. Because mm. I still think he's not going to, like, vanish and move on when the sword comes out. Mm. I still think he's going he's gonna to have the Alex storyline and get to live his life with her. Yeah. And grow old. Yeah, be romantic. Yeah, because also I'm like, he didn't even actually do anything wrong. Like, the king was just a bitch. Yeah. I think the thing that I guess you could say he did wrong, because, yeah, he was just following orders, Mm -hmm. like, killing all those people, because war. But Mm -hmm. I guess, like, the thing he did wrong is he didn't have to approach the king. Like, he could have just been, like, peace out, like, and run away, ran away like a coward, like how I would have done. (laughs) <laughs> but he kept trying to approach the king, and so all those innocent people died. Like, yeah. I guess their blood is on his hands, but not really, because, I don't know. be on that king, because that king was a fucking asshole. Yeah, not a good kings, king. man. I know. Like, when you watch the historical dramas, these fucking kings, they're just, like, crazy fucking beheading people and hmm. a lot of sword action. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But... I really like historical dramas, so <laughs> getting a taste I'm of I'm sure I would, too. Yeah. We need to we'll watch... We'll get to one eventually. Yeah, we need to watch a for real one. Um, what else? Uh, well, you have quite a bit of fashion, if you want to talk about that. Okay. Yes. Well, Sunny has amazing coats. I really like her... I think she has what seems to be, like, a combination of a pea coat and a trench coat, like... Mm-hmm. combined it's really cool uh reaper always looks cool again like mm-hmm. very cool style and the shirt that sunny wore to the date actually inspired me to buy a shirt a similar shirt from yes style mm-hmm. i know the shirt yeah i was like i've seen the shirt yeah i think <laughs> when I-, I saw her i thought of your shirt <laughs> Yes, it's it's almost exactly the same, except her stripes are more, like, pronounced. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, I feel like maybe I first started buying stuff from YesStyle, like, shortly after I watched this drama. Mm, cool. So. Yeah, I would, I would say, again, the look that stood out to me was Untak's 29-year-old yes. style. I liked it. Yeah, I get so jealous of their turtlenecks because they look yeah, so good. Yeah, there was one scene she had like a black turtleneck and uh-huh. then like a sweater on top or something. Uh-huh. And so you just see like the little bit of black poking out, and I think it was a gray shirt over. Mm-hmm. It was just a good look. Yeah, it's just too damn hot here for turtlenecks. Mm hmm. Totally. <sighs> um, 
Yes. Do we have an I love you or a fuck you moment? Uh, my I love you moment, I'm going to say the grandpa. Yeah, I was thinking of that one, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, he I, loves him so much. I know. Like, when old men cry <laughs> or mm-hmm. are sad for, like, a good reason, I'm like, oh. Um, yeah, he's just so devoted. Oh, yeah. And um, my... I love you. I don't know if it's really a love you, but I just, like I said, I just love some Untak and Reaper moments, like, when he's like, oh, you want to be a radio producer? Like, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a great, like, friendship moment. Uh-huh. And she's not someone that seems to have really had friends. Yeah. So it's great to see her in this moment of having, like, a normal conversation with a person and just, I don't know, enjoying things. Yeah. Living her life, mm-hmm. not being abused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Not being bullied. Mm-hmm. For real. Okay. Do we have anything else? I don't think so. No. I am I'm excited to watch episodes seven and eight. Yeah, because now we're like on a pretty good cliffhanger. Yeah. Like, what's going to happen with the sword? Why yeah. didn't it work? I feel like, similar to Descendants of the Sun, I mean, maybe it's just, like, this writer. Mm-hmm. Like, she really builds out the world mm-hmm. first. And then we kind of get into the Good actual stuff. plot. So, yeah, I feel like it'll start to pick up. Cool. I don't remember for sure, though. <laughs> I well, again, everyone is like... <laughs> Everyone has talked this show up, so... Yeah. We'll see when it picks up. Yes. Exciting stuff. So, yeah, make sure you guys are subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. So our episodes will pop up in your feed every Monday. And we will talk to you guys next week for more Goblin. Mm-hmm. Episode 7 and 8. Yes. Goodbye. Right. Goodbye. Okay.